What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Elise de Arc. This is the final episode of Season 1 of Family Ties. It originally aired on the 11th of April, 1983. And with me on this episode is a very special guest host. Please join me in welcoming Mr. John Frisch. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for coming all the way out here from uh, from L.A. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. So, uh, by way of introduction, uh, we've known each other for several years. Yeah, I was thinking about it today. It's like... It's been like seven years, man. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. Basically, like right after we moved here to Yukaipa, um, and we worked together briefly yeah. and uh, volunteered together and all that kind of stuff. Good times. And you also have a, a pod. Well, you've done a podcast. You guys- done a podcast. Yeah, uh, we we took a break. Um, uh, the podcast I'm on is called the Keith and John are Best Friends Show, and you actually had Keith on earlier this season. Right. For, right. Uh, right. The what, other half. What was his episode? Uh, his was super awkward. It was creepy, right? Yeah, it was one about, I want to say it was like the molesting one, maybe. Yeah, and it was like no big deal by the end of the episode. Yeah. Don't let it happen again. That's right. (laughs) I told him I picked this one special out for him. He's like, thanks, that's great. That was an odd one. Uh, Yeah, there's that one. So, no, it's just we, uh, we did two seasons of our podcast, and then, um, when I moved from Yukaipa to Pasadena, um, we continued to do our podcast until the end of that season, but in the last year... Um, you know, just getting settled in with my new job and, and, and Keith and he- his wife, Heidi, uh, are foster parents. And so, man, they just have a crazy schedule right. and a crazy life. And so I think that we needed, we didn't mean to take a break for a year, but I think we both needed a break for a year. But yeah. we'll be back. We'll be back. Good, good. The, the domain name's still there, right? Yes, so exactly. Exactly. So go find that. And then, do you mind telling us a little bit about your job? Because you have a cool job that you yeah, went out there no for. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, I uh, work for the Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, I work in her digital department. And so, uh, there's tons of different uh, departments within the digital department um, for web and uh, YouTube and just all kinds of different things. EllenTube, her uh, video website, and I specifically work in games. So her games and apps that she has on the iPhone. A lot of people don't know that she has apps on the iPhone and right. Android. But uh, have you ever played Heads Up? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So Heads yeah. Up is an Ellen game. Um, and a lot of people don't know that. That's like the uh, best line waiting game ever. Oh, completely. Like, we own Disneyland lines. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, you look around in line and you see it's everyone doing <laughs> the, the thing. You ching Yeah. You know? Um, no, so I, I get to work on games like Heads Up. Um, I get to work on, she's got other apps called Psych, which is a great, like, trivia game. But it's also, like, a mix between that and Balderdash. And that's super fun. Uh, we just released a new app called Hot Hands. It's a celebrity guessing game where you have three seconds to guess who the celebrity is on the screen and so you say their name and push a button and it's just hyperactive fun and then also her emoji app that uh works with ios um on your keyboard so uh that's super fun but my favorite thing to of course is heads up and well yeah getting to uh develop content for that um is super fun we uh released a deck one of my favorite decks is a deck called it's like the 2000s um with the question mark inflection <laughs> okay right, right uh and it's it's just a, a deck all about the 2000s and, nice. and uh, all the things that happened you know not that long ago but we're actually 
a long time ago. <laughs> <Sadly>. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm feeling really old this weekend. My my oldest nephew just graduated oh, high man. school, and I graduated ten years ago. So it's just kind of like it, it's a, it's been a weird weekend, but it's been super fun. I just I came out here for uh, his grad party. Yeah, and, and uh, I grabbed you to come over yeah, here while you're exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here. Sha la la la. All right, well, so we're here to talk about Family Ties. Yes. Real quick, uh, what's your history with Family Ties? Did you watch this as a kid? Is it something you've ever seen before? I remember being pretty little and and seeing it on TV. Theme song, of course, iconic, right. super familiar. And as we were listening tonight, I was trying to think, like, what, like, soft rock slow jam artist what, were they trying to mimic? And it just felt so familiar, but I'm like, who are they trying to, like, nail from like that era you know right, right. <laughs> i couldn't figure out like who does this remind me of um but no it was like you know familiar nostalgia all the all the nostalgia feels came back but i remember my oldest brother dave uh which there's 10 years between us he loved family ties and so and then of course michael j fox like it was a huge back to the future fan right, and right. so just it all you know it's all full circle it all it all uh, comes together <laughs> awesome Sha-la-la-la. All right, well, let's talk about this episode here. Uh, yes. This is your chance here. Give us a, like a summary. Tell us about what happened for those that maybe didn't get a chance to watch it here. Of course. So this one uh, we mentioned earlier, it's called Elise D'Arc. And in this particular episode, Elise is working on a petition with uh, some of her city planner friends um, trying to pre- prevent these condominiums from coming I, in. I think, I think so, yeah. That was the issue. Um, and so, uh, during the situation where she's trying to work really hard with her friends to make this, from, to keep this from happening, city council is going to vote on this. They're trying to sway their votes. Uh, Stephen wins a Murray Award, Murray Award for right. outstanding PBS documentary for a documentary called Egret's Regrets, <laughs> um, which a lot of people, including Alex and. Uh, uh, who was the guy? Uh, Guido from, Guido the, Italian from restaurant. the Italian restaurant. Yeah. Felt the documentary was a little biased. <laughs> right. um, and so Steven is super excited to share with Elise the news, but she's kind of preoccupied with making this happen. And they, he wants to celebrate that night. And she's like, I really can't. Um, we're trying to sway this vote here. And he's like, well, we'll do it a different night then. Um, they don't have the time to celebrate the award. Meanwhile, the kids are kind of making quips on the side. Alex <laughs> is trying to get uh, Jennifer to clean up his room, and he's also like kind of putting in like a a, a lesson in capitalism in there. And it never really got resolved. It though, never huh? got resolved. It was just she wasn't going to do it. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. <laughs> um, so then uh, we move on to later the next day, and. Steven is making reservations at Guido's, this Italian restaurant, trying to get the best seat and their best bottle of wine. It turns out that Mallory and Jennifer had signed up Elise for a mother-daughter yoga class. Um, so Steven's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll call Guido back. We'll push the reservation back. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Um, and so then uh, Elise can't go to the dinner because someone in her women's support group called her, and she promises she's got to be there for someone in her right. women's support group. That's what the support group is for <laughs> so then the uh dinner has to be canceled steven's like you know what go help her with uh the woman from your support group i'll cook dinner to celebrate and when you come back it'll be late but it'll be fine it'll yeah, be fine yeah. um but it turns out elise uh is way too late to even enjoy this dinner so they they argue about who needs to be more flexible and things like that uh one of the things that steven says 
Hey, remember our pact uh, about not going to bed angry? Well, it's off. Uh, <laughs> right. great, got a great laugh. Um, so then the next day, the kids are leaving so that Stephen and Elise can make up and, and things like that. And uh, so then as they're planning this really nice dinner, Elise is really putting in an effort. Her co-workers crash the dinner. And they are like, hey, the, the, the vote for uh, the condominiums got moved up. So we need to, like really bear down on this and we need to call our representatives today and so she uh while that's all happening the women are coming in with their boxes and stuff like that steven runs down and says uh hey what pants look better with a suit and he's not wearing any pants (laughs) he's wearing a suit jacket with underwear and all of her elise's friends are still there um so then elise is like you know what guys i can't do this tonight um, you're going to have to do this over somewhere else. And so as the women are leaving, they're packing up all their stuff, it starts to rain. And so they can't leave because then uh, they're going to ruin all of their the important papers documents. Get wet, right. Exactly. So then as Steven and Elise are trying to have dinner, one of her coworkers keeps running in and asking <laughs> questions, getting coffee, uh, eavesdropping, <laughs> listening to Steven's really heartfelt you know, proclamation for release and singing, and singing even at one point. At one point, yeah. oh man! Uh, so then they really need Elise's help. So she gets up and leaves the dinner. And at that point, Stephen leaves. Stephen's just—he's had it. He's had enough. Um, at the end of the episode, Elise is sitting in front of the fireplace. Stephen comes in soaking wet. He's been walking around for three hours in the rain, uh, thinking about things, and he says, "You know, I just feel feel really." taken for granted and Elise says well that's because I have been taking you for granted and she uh, uh, Elise says to Stephen you know you would hate if I was the kind of wife the traditional wife that waits on you hand and foot and stays at home <laughs> and cooks and cleans one of the things you like about me is that I am a busy woman he's like I, I agree but I just feel like you could have said no to somebody in this in some at some point during the week you didn't have to say yes to all of these things um, and so Elise knows that she needs to learn to say no, and she's going to make a, a, a better uh, uh, effort at that. And maybe we can talk about this later, but the, one of the things at the end of the episode is they're trying to figure out, like, what can Elise say no to? And and the, and Steven suggests uh, Planned Parenthood, and, and he's like, no, you can't give that up. And I was just like, whoa, like, yeah, that's like... That's like a pretty, like, uh, pretty heavy stinger yeah. there, right, yeah. <laughs> So that's the episode. The not much of the kids. I was surprised, especially yeah. for a season finale. Like hardly any. And I know that, like, I know that uh, with Michael J. Fox, like, you know, he really became the standout character. But this is the first season, and right. I don't know. I mean, maybe you can speak to this better than I can. But like, was it like Michael J. Fox mania at this point, or did we have a little bit of time to go? I mean, it didn't. Before? You know, I mean, it's it's pre Back to the Future, obviously, right. but. He was kind of like the breakout star even during the first season. Right. But, you know, it takes a while for this stuff to build. As the series goes on, it's much more, you know, you'll see a lot more Alex-focused stuff. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and again, it was just surprising. It was a very, like, Elise and Steven-centric yeah. episode. Yeah. And, yeah, so that. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, because Back to the Future came out in 1985. Right. And so, you know, I don't know exactly when they started filming, but it's possible you know, because he did them side by side. Yeah. It's possible there was already starting to be some conflicts with that, and so maybe, like, some diminished time True. to do that. I don't know. I'm not True. sure exactly, but, um, but, yeah, very very different, like, I mean, we've had lots of special episodes, which is why I always say every episode is special. A very episode. special episode, right? Um, but this one is very much a, like, 
I, I couldn't believe how like bad they had Elise be. Like I thought they were gonna get divorced. I'm like, yeah, I know got, they don't, it but it's real bad. Yeah, like that was the most like that fight they had was like seriously the most intense conflict you've yeah. ever seen them have. There so some, there was some shout. There was a shouting yeah. match. And very intense. like Steven's super passive aggressive. Like all of his like sarcasm and right. stuff. Like which I mean in real life doesn't work out real well no. uh, when you're arguing. It's funny too because like it's the epitome of like you know. 22 minute 80 sitcom it's like you have these really heavy (laughs) issues that are like whoa i don't know how i feel about that because that's pretty intense but you know it's all wrapped up by the end like everything's good you gotta solve it everything's you know easy unless you have a two-parter in which case you get like 40 minutes exactly exactly now there's a couple things one thing i had to point out which we have little revelations as we go through the show about what's in their house. Because right. their house is always kind of an enigma to me. It's such a weird layout. It's, it's such true. a... They all hang out in the kitchen. Yeah. There's a little, like, dining area that connects to the living room. And then they've got that weird, like, half stairway platform. Right. And up there, I guess, we know that they have the parents' room, the three kids' rooms. And on this episode, we find out they have a guest room. Yeah. So where where's that? From? I don't know where the guest room is. <laughs> Where'd you put the I guest room? I guess it's up in that area that that one <laughs> thing goes to, but I don't know. So, their house, I, they never show, like, a, an establishing shot of the house from outside. Really? I mean, they haven't so yet. So far. So far. So, who knows what their house it's looks so like. It's so funny, too, because, like, uh, uh, you know, another great 80s sitcom is Golden Girls. Right. And the, the layout of that house, like, we- weirds me out, too. It's like, nobody really thought this through. Right. It's, de- it's and, definitely not, because where, is there a second story? It's kind of just like a half platform right. there. Where does that go? It's such a weird shape. I don't know. You know who really got the, like, indoors of a house right? And I'm biased because it's my favorite show. It is a 90s show, but uh-huh. Boy Meets World. Oh, okay. You know, the layout of that house. Makes sense. It made sense. You knew where everything was. Yeah. Yeah. Can't complain it's about good. that. The Cosby show is always funny to me because they all hung out on the big stairway that right. goes upstairs. That seemed like a lot of stuff was focused around the stairway. It's true. Like, conversations. And, I, like, my parents have a two-story house. I don't remember ever, like, standing around the stairway <laughs> and having a conversation. <laughs> But you know, that's but you could did. if you wanted to. I guess you could have. Yeah, I mean, it's a great conversation <laughs> haver place. <laughs> All right, so we had a couple of guest stars. We like to talk about the guest stars yes. that we have on the show and uh, get some background information in case there's anyone interesting. And we actually have a, two that were credited. There's quite a few ladies in the oh, scene, but only two. Right. Okay, that got credits. Right, uh, one of them is Bernice. I think she's the main one that was kind of being obnoxious. Interrupting. Yeah, yeah. that's that. Um, she's played by Belita Moreno. Okay. And she's been in a ton of stuff. I mean, she had like well over 100 credits. Nice. Um, you never know because sometimes people are on it for like a couple episodes and you never, there's nothing else. Right. But then you have people that go on. She was actually um, in 120 episodes of the George Lopez show. Whoa. Um, so like a regular later. on that. Um, yeah, in 2007-ish. Um, and then she was also a regular on Perfect Strangers. Okay. Um, for 46 episodes. Wow. But then the other interesting thing about her is she was on Family Ties three different episodes. Okay. But she plays three different characters. She's not Bernice every she's time. She's not. This oh, one, she's Bernice. The magic of 80 sitcoms. Yeah, it's, it's great because <laughs> you, they don't have to. Right. They don't have to keep that consistent. Uh, she be, she's Mrs. Pedroza and then later Norma um, in 86 and 88. So Got it. We'll see her again. Go later. Bernice. And then we also had Phyllis, who was another one of the, the ladies that helped right. out. She's played by Enid Kent. And we've actually seen her on Family Ties. This is her second appearance. Okay. 
um, as Phyllis. She was on Have Gun, Will Unravel, which was like early one. Gotcha. And then she was Phyllis in this one. But then later in 1984, she plays Robin. No more Phyllis. Back to 1985, she's Phyllis again. What? And then she plays two other characters, Susan and Norma, in like subsequent episodes. Wait a minute, Norma. But didn't the one who played Bernice play Norma? Oh, I think you might be right. Let's go back and look. Oh, wait, that's, let's see, where is she? Uh, yeah, she plays Norma in 1988. So we got two we got actresses two from this episode playing characters named Norma. named Norma, who may or may not be the same character. Oh, wait, Boys Next Door, she's Norma. That's the name of the episode. Okay. And she is Norma in The Boys Next Door. So they're in another episode together where they're both named Norma? What? Can is I come back same? for The Boys Next Door Yeah, episode? you might have to. We're gonna have to. <laughs> we need to solve this mystery. These are two different people. I'm just making sure. That's weird. That's not till the 1988. That's, so that's like five seasons oh, from man, now. man, we got a long way to go. We're, we'll find My out eventually. My next nephew is going to graduate by <laughs> Right, by then. Right. Oh, man. That's weird. Ah. Oh. I can't wait to solve that one. I know, seriously. All right, I can't peek ahead though. Right, no, that's no cheap. that would be. We'll find that out. Sacrilege. Sha la la la. Did you have a favorite quote of the episode? Is it okay if I have like a couple? You could go for it. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, the first one comes from that situation where Alex is explaining to Jennifer like why her cleaning his room is a good thing and it's capitalism and she makes money. Right. He's like loaning money to her. And he says, uh, in regards to cleaning his room, don't do it for me, Jennifer. Do it for America. <laughs> um, I mean, really, I feel like you could say that to anyone. Yeah, you know, it's a good do argument. Do it for me. Do it for America. And yet somehow she's immune to his argument. Right. She she is able to uh, to outsmart him. It seems <laughs> at, at every. She's uh, one of the few that can though. Everyone else right. falls to his logic, but Jennifer's pretty smart. Exactly. Um, speaking of Jennifer, we had a very interesting quote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of the show. Uh, when Stephen and Elise are getting ready for like a, their special dinner, and and uh, you know the topic of like sex comes up, right? And and Jennifer and Mallory are talking, and Mallory is like, uh, you know, what do you know about this? And and Jennifer says, well, I didn't know what sex was, and I went to sex ed class, right? <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Jennifer went to sex ed class? She's only 10, right? <laughs> I think she's supposed to be 10, if I remember correctly. I mean, you know, it was so a, different, a different time? <laughs> yeah, but like, I mean, I, I think for us, I mean, I didn't do it till like 6th or 7th grade, yeah. I want to say, something yeah. like that. So she's definitely not that old. You know, and then when I was going through school, it was like, the class was ninth grade, like... That yeah, yeah. When you took the class. We did like early one. Okay. For, in ours, we did it like sixth or seventh grade, but then we had like the high school version, which right. was a little more in depth, we'll say. You Jennifer's know? not even close to junior high. No. 10th grade or 10 years old. Yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, even, yeah. So I don't know. That was an interesting. There was a lot of innuendo throughout the episode, which yeah. doesn't always like, uh, you know, I mean, occasionally they'll get it, but there was quite a bit. Um, which was interesting. Right. Maybe that was their, like, season finale, like, grab. They're going all out. Yeah. With the innuendo. <laughs> uh, uh, the kids are leaving so that Steven and Elise can have their, their night together. Um, and Elise says, uh, we both said some things that I hope he can say sorry for. <laughs> um, which is a great way to say that I'm right and he's right. right. Um, and then, uh... Mallory brings up uh, uh, Elise's perfume, and she says, "You're gonna have a nice, quiet evening. Is that why you're wearing?" <laughs> I can't even say it. I just saw it on my notes. A nice, quiet evening. Is that why you're wearing Ravage Me perfume? <laughs> Ravage Me. And then one of the ladies confirmed that that's an actual name of it. I don't know if that's like 
a real thing or if right. that was just a name they made up for the episode, but very yeah. Ravage me. The, it's for not a too few. subtle. <laughs> not at all. Uh um yeah, I think I think we should really just leave it off at that one. That, that one top. That's pretty all. great. Well, I wrote down actually a couple of the ones that you did. Okay. But I had one other thing that I just thought was a weird little not so much a favorite quote, but a word that Steven used that I've never heard before when he was talking about uh, and I think maybe he misspoke it, but he was talking about getting a table at the restaurant. Right. And he told her he was able to wangle us a table by the window. And I think <laughs> I he meant that. wrangle. But I'm pretty they, sure he pronounced it wangle. Wangle, and they left it in the episode. Yeah. like Because at first I'm like, wangle. And then I'm Incredible. like, oh, he means wrangle. But Interesting. I, yeah, I guess they just didn't. It was a good enough take. They are like, it's fine. I wonder how many times they rehearsed it and how many times he actually said wangle. wangle. I don't know. Or maybe he said it right up until... Up until that, that one. cut. But it's... Cl- I mean, it was... Maybe they just thought, ah, close enough. Sure. You know? But yeah, I, I mean, I'm, that's what I heard. I haven't, I didn't get a chance to go back, but it right. sounded very much like Wangle to me. <laughs> wangle. So. Wangle, Wrangle. Yeah. I would have said Fedangle. Wangle, yeah. You know, one yeah. of those. He was able to Fedangle <laughs> a table. Oh, man. Sha-la-la-la! So, uh, what's the moral of this episode? It's the a pretty, pretty of this heavy one. episode, Phil... Uh, is a, a very important message of it's important for someone to be able to say no. You can't say yes to everything because you're you're going to spread yourself so thin that you can't do a lot of things right. Right? Something's going to suffer. And so right. in this case, it was Stephen and Elise's marriage that suffered as a result of Elise being so busy. She wasn't able to say no to all of the uh, obligations that she had. And so instead of doing like one thing really well, she tried to do a lot of things like not so great, you know, not to say that she wasn't great at, you know, with the city planning stuff and and helping the woman in her support group, but something did suffer. And in this case it was Steven and Steven's like, Hey, you know what? I'm an important part of your life. I support you doing all of these things, but just, be able to say no next time so that at, so that it's not at the expense of our marriage. Right. And I will agree to do the same thing. I just had a mild revelation when you are explaining that. Uh-huh. The title I, I is... I tend to have that effect on I, you. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> it's all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. The title of the episode is Elise d'Arc, mm-hmm. as in, like, Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's a, she was a martyr. Right. She sacrificed everything for everyone there else. There it is. There I, it is. Because I didn't catch what the meaning was I was, was trying before. to figure that out for myself. Yeah. I thought Joan of Arc, and I didn't make that that's, connection. I think that's well what done, it is. Well done, my friend. Well done. That's it. Well, I, again, you inspired of course. Uh, that. Of course. I, you know, I have that effect on people. Now, I did notice sort of a little, uh, maybe an unintentional moral that they put across here in this right. episode. Because there's this big old you know conflict and she keeps getting in trouble because she puts him off and she's putting all these other things in front of him and eventually she does apologize but you'll notice she doesn't finally apologize and come to that conclusion until she gets to do all the stuff she wanted to do until her lady scott Uh, came over there and they 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 succeeded they did all the stuff now i'm ready to apologize but it didn't really take any sacrifice for her to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'll do better. Right. Because she didn't give up anything. She actually waited until she got all the stuff right. done she wanted to do. Like I said, she did all of those things really well. Yeah. And the one thing that suffered was, you know, Steven in yeah. that situation. Um, you know, and I think it is something worth thinking about. Like, it is funny that it ended up that way. That right. she right. was able to do everything she wanted and then apologize. Yeah. I think that is interesting. But 
you know, I think I've personally have learned to make like safe boundaries of like, no, I can't really do that. Or, yeah. or, or like I, I, if I take on too much, like it's something's going to suffer. And, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, that's an important lesson for anybody it, to, it's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. Because you want to do so much, right? You know, you don't want to let people down, right? I mean, that's my problem. Is I, I'm very much a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I think Elise was kind of like that in the episode, right? Uh, so she really just uh, went after all the things that she could to to accomplish everything that she wanted to, and again, at the expense of of Stephen and and right. his feelings because he won. The Murray Award. Right. I a mean, PBS documentary. Let's not forget that. He won. Is that a real thing? I hope so. Also, this is another <laughs> thing I thought of during during it, and I forgot to mention this earlier. So he won this award mm-hmm. for having the documentary, but he's like the station manager. So he didn't make the documentary. True. He won an award for having played it on his channel. He aired it. But it was a it was a local documentary. Yeah, so I wonder. Like, I wonder. Maybe if he, he had some influence, like a producer or something. You know, I guess so. I'm just not sure if he was the one out there videoing the right. egrets or not. You right, know? exactly. <laughs> the, the very biased egrets were great. Right, right. Um, that was another thing too that was interesting to me was, uh, you know, you think about like PBS and like NPR and just how big that is now. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, with just the, the the reach that they have, especially in like podcasting and mm-hmm. and uh, you know what they put on TV, it's just like to see the difference between like oh it's your local PBS station to I mean we still have local PBS stations right. but like it's just blown up you yeah know? it's very very different I mean I remember there being like local channels and I think you know other parts of the country Midwest and stuff probably have more of that some right. still but. Oh, we don't get a lot of that in California. No. Like, there's no, and especially now that we watch all the stuff online, right. you don't have like a your local UHF station where right. people just do like random programming. You know, exactly. Which I'm kind of sad for, but I guess we have YouTube now. Yeah, but it's I mean, not as focused. Let me, if you don't mind, I want to, I want to reach back into my childhood. Okay. Yes. Uh, when I lived in Oregon, there was a gr- a horribly great, <laughs> horribly great local channel. Um, that I don't remember a lot of the programming, but I remember being a kid and on a Friday night, somebody decided to set up a camera and broadcast a karaoke at this particular <laughs> bar right. in the small Oregonian town that I lived in. And it was being broadcast. And I remember a girl singing uh, Paradise City by Guns N' Roses, <laughs> but just like drunk as a skunk, man. And right. like even I knew I was like, I was like seven or eight. I was embarrassed for her. I was like, right. why is this on TV? Like, who's doing this to her? But, but that's I mean, so great. The joy of local programming, yeah. right? I mean, When we on. go on vacation, one of my favorite things, if there's a TV, I love <gasps> watching local stations. Brilliant. I always will. That's the first thing I check if we turn on the TV is what local programming. Because if they've got it, that's the best show on. Absolutely. I can watch regular shows anywhere. But um, we go out to Laughlin every year for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And they have a local channel there, and it's them just talking about their local gossip and like, oh, did you hear? They have like a talk show, like, yeah, Murray is building a new shack on his back lot. <laughs> Murray from the Murray. Yeah. Oh yeah, Murray. Yeah, that's a, that's a there. I love that stuff, and Absolutely. it's just it's so unique to those places. So. I mean, really, shouldn't you Kaipa have a channel? I mean, how great would that Absolutely be? I would be needs a all channel. over that. <laughs> I'm seriously. Can, let's let's make that happen. Start it up. <laughs> 
How hard could it be, right? Oh, man. But yeah, so that was interesting. You know, Steven gets that award, PBS. It just made me think about, like, man, like, we've come a long way yeah. in terms of public broadcasting. Right. Just, you know. And they're all, like, I feel like they're more connected. Like, I'm right. sure there's some local programming, but you got Sherlock that's playing on PBS, yeah, like and everybody gets that. they stepped up their programming, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, like, it's interesting and actually fun to watch, and, you know, Sesame right. Street is more popular than ever. True. And... Although they're over at HBO now. Right, right. The new they for get, new they stuff. Get the, they get the episodes, like, six weeks later yeah, something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. I mean, you know, nobody's going to know. It's they don't fine. know the difference. It's fine. They get more Game of Thrones crossovers exactly. that way or something. Exactly. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la. All right, well, I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Really? It goes quick. I know. Did you oh, have any man. other things I, you needed you to know, mention? I, I, I felt like I had some uh, some final thoughts here. All right, final uh, thoughts from John. You know, it goes oh, quick. There, there. Okay, so you know, I, it's been a long time since I watched Family Ties. I got to admit. Right. Now there is a show on Hulu called Difficult People. Okay. Uh, it stars. Uh, um, oh gosh. Um, trying to think of his name now. Um, Billy Eichner is, uh, he's kind of that, like, oh, yeah, I know, super, I know like, yeah. like, obnoxious character comedian. He was in the last couple of, or seasons of, uh, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec is Crazy Craig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, Julie Klausner is, is also one of the main characters. Julie Klausner's character is, uh, dating, and she lives with, uh, a character named Arthur Tack, who is played by James, uh, Ur- Urbaniak. James Urbaniak. Um, okay. Is this guy... I'm, I'm pulling up a photo here for Phil. Does this guy look familiar at all? He, like, oh, yeah. He's got a super familiar yeah, face. I've seen, he's yeah, like I've seen everything. him in something, yeah. Now, the funny thing is, is he works for PBS in oh, the okay. show, and they're very, like, you know, like, hippie, like, like left-leaning, right. like, like, like Lisa and like Steven. Steven. And so I, I realize, I feel like his character is very much inspired by Steven. So huh. it would be interesting to find out. Yeah, like, I'd like if, to compare. If, if James Urbaniak's character, uh, Arthur, is is meant to be... Interesting. You know, that, we'll have to pursue this further. I think so. Because right. even like their intonation of their voice. Too, right. Like, even the way that they speak. It's very, very possible. It's very, yeah, it's very similar. So that was that was something I wanted to make sure that I, okay. I okay. Uh, put out there. So, you know, we have a couple of mysteries here. We got the... Uh, the mystery of uh, the Normas. Norma mystery. Right. And, and then and the then mystery of Van, the James hmm. and, right. and 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 uh, uh, and Stephen. So interesting. All right, that was good. There we go. Good final thought. Yes, thank you, thank you. Sha la la la. All right. Well, where can we find you on the internet if our uh, listeners want to check out your stuff? You got a couple of things. Yeah, here. I got a couple of things. Um, my personal uh, handle on Twitter and Instagram, where. Um, you know, we didn't talk about this earlier, but uh, uh, Phil knows I'm a musician. I love right. writing music. Oh, I yeah, love writing we didn't poetry, even touch on that stuff. All sorts of things. Um, you can find, you know, follow me personally at John Watchin, J-O-N-W-A-T-C-H-I-N. John Watchin. John Watchin. Like you're watching John. Right. right. Uh, and then uh, uh, you can find uh, mine and Keith's podcast um, on Twitter and Instagram. And our handles uh, uh, on Instagram are Keith and John are best friends. Um, and then on Twitter, we're actually Keith and John. Easy you enough. Yeah. Keith and John. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and again, we'll be back with new episodes of that. I'm sure we'll be able to probably, you know, Sweet. in the yeah. fall when yeah. things calm down a little bit from summertime and, and, and that sort of thing. But we're, we're excited to come back. And got a few other podcast things in the yeah, world. So, in the mix. Uh, yeah, I won't, won't speak to that too much yet, but I'm very excited about it. So as soon as I... Have that up and going. I'll let you know. Sweet. What's the current iteration of your music? Like, what's your what's your handle? You've gone through a few band names and things. 
well, over the years. Yeah, so uh, right now you can track uh, the hashtag those previous ghosts, and you can see okay. everything that's uh, everything related to music that I've done. So right. it's through my personal John Watchin handle, um, but everything music related will be under those previous ghosts, those and previous I will ghosts. start that you know that music handle up here shortly right, right. too. So cool. Yeah. All right, and then of course we can find Ellen stuff. That you've worked on. Yes, all in the App Store. There's Heads Up. Uh, Psych, you have to play Psych on your Yeah, this, is, this one sounds really it's good. It's going to be super... It's, or it, it, I'm not saying it's going to be. It is super fun. It's going to be for us. Yeah, fun. it's going to be yeah. super fun <laughs> for you. Like, uh, there's a there's a great new mode we came out with called And the Truth Comes Out, where, you know, it, uh, it asks you questions of all the players in the round. Like, if Phil were arrested tomorrow, what would it be for? And then we all put our <laughs> answers in, and obviously the answer would be, like, you know, taking all the Nintendo games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not mowing his backyard <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much yeah, for being man. here for the Absolutely. show. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listeners. Um, this is actually the last episode of this season. I'm honored to be and, here. And, yeah, you're here for the grand finale. Oh, the, uh, man. Um, the The season, the, what do they call it? Like, at the end of the... Man. The season finale? The season finale. I guess yeah, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Season finale. This is your season finale. This is our season finale. They had quite a season finale on Family Ties. Yeah, they did. If you want to be catching up with us, watching the show along with us, um, Family Ties is included with Amazon Prime subscriptions. Aha. So you guys should uh, get that and you can keep up to date with us. We are going to take a break for summer, just like a regular TV show just does. Just like Family Ties did between seasons one and two. That's right. Uh, we may be posting a few like cool bonus things throughout the summer, but... Uh, We'll be returning full force in the fall for what, season two. What can we look forward to for season two? Season two, um, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of other guests. We'll have some people returning. Yes, that were on the other ones. Um, we're gonna have uh, possibly even a live show coming up. Right on, uh, which is very cool. And uh, yeah, more great special episodes for you guys to all follow along. With. Amazing. Well, you are doing a very special work. Thank you. Thank you very much. A very special That's episode. That's good, yeah. A very yeah, special yeah. work. You're doing a great job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, listeners. Uh, if you guys want to find us, we're at alexbkeatonismyfriend.com. We also have um, family tie, at Family Ties Pod is our Twitter. Right on. Uh, which I've discussed previously. I'm not super great at Twittering I yet. So give it a follow anyway. Yeah, there we go. At Family Ties Pod. You know what? Not a lot of people are great at Twitter, so don't. That's good. That's good. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a skill I'm developing. Correct. So we'll see how it goes. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just look for Family Ties. Er, uh, sorry, Alex B. Keaton is my friend, and uh, you'll find us there. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again, John, for being here. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys next season for some more very special episodes Woo! of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? Sha-la-la-la. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.